0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show.
1: Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Dan Seabrook and I'm here today with Mike uh, Simmons, CRO at Cybersafe. Hi Mike, how are you?
0: Hey Dan, I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Very good. Cool. So, So Mike, thanks for joining us today. The, the main topic for today's conversation is around the acronym that you've developed. Um, um, the specific topic is actually Dare to Grow, Establishing Alignment Across Revenue Teams. Um, we'll, we'll dive into that and your acronym um, that you've developed shortly. Um, but, but before we do that, can you just give us a bit of background on yourself, um, as well as your company, CyberSafe?
0: Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm based in the States, um, I'm background in operations, what in the past, would have been called, you know, account management or implementation success, and today now would be more customer success. Spent some time uh, as an individual contributor and the sales side uh, have uh, then had an opportunity to lead sales teams and build sales teams. And I've recently joined uh, CyberSafe as a CRO uh, here in January. So. I'm just coming out of my first 90 days inside a new organization, which is always a always an interesting and fun uh, time period.
1: Cool, yeah, ab- absolutely. And um, and in terms of your company, CyberSafe, so what, what exactly are you doing?
0: Yes, yeah, so we're a British uh, uh, cybersecurity and data analytics company. Our primary focus is on reducing ambiguity when it comes to um, uh, human uh, cyber risk, and that's both at an individual level so what people know what what people do how people think and then at an organization level how the organization what what's known across the organization what kind of behaviors are we seeing across the organization and how does the organization think as it relates to security our software helps to de-risk organizations or reduce risk in organizations by um, working Leveraging behavioral science to help change behavior over time, and on the data side, we improve insight. So we're addressing the, the cybersecurity challenge from a human perspective, which is a really, uh, really important focus.
1: Yeah, it, it is, um, and I think there, there's there's two facets to that from from my perspective. One one facet is just a general lack of awareness, the lack of cyber awareness at the at the at the non-technical employee level um i've got a friend that works for cisco and he was saying to me that he's constantly getting you know phishing email up. they're not phishing emails they're company sent phishing emails almost to trick the employees into into clicking on them to as part of their training there's that side of it but then there's the the other side of it which is a skill shortage within the cyber department which is um which is another with it, another issue that's uh that a lot of cyber departments are facing and just the industry as a, as a whole seems to be facing, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's,
0: a, it's an, it's an interesting and evolving threat that will, you know, continue to change. And, you know, I think there's a, there, there's a lot that we can do be, be doing a bit differently. And that's why I, one I'm excited about uh, being a part of the industry and excited about what we're doing uh, in the space.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, humans are humans, right? There's, there's always the, the products that can be put in place to, to solve challenges, but the reality is humans have emotions and that one momentary lapse of concentration can be the biggest issue in a, in a, in a, in an organization.
0: Um, Just think about what we run into with our sales teams. Like we all, you know, we, we, we train teams, they know what they should be doing yet. You get into a situation where, Someone asks a question you 're under high stress. you share a bit of information or you jump a couple of steps ahead it's it 's not that you didn't know what to do it 's that the the operating environment that you were working in created a scenario where you didn't do uh, the right thing and anything we can do to help um, help people slow things down both either through what they know or just general awareness of what's happening around them can help and I think that applies not only. In security, but also on the sales side, and um, to your point, humans are humans. So whether we're talking about diet and fitness, or we're talking about sales behavior, or we're talking about security behavior. That behavior piece kind of follows all the way through.
1: Yeah, and actually, that's a uh, that's probably a nice segue into into diving, you know, more into the conversation that that we're going to have today. So, um, you mentioned about humans whether it being in the sales side whether security started doing the right thing and and i think you've been a big proponent in, in your past career around um helping teams align helping teams work together to go to do the right things and 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 obviously move businesses in in the right direction i always um think about it. uh i think it was a it was a quote by daniel pink which is about he, he was saying you know you want to get the right people on the bus, then you want to get those people facing in the right direction, then you want to get the bus driving the right direction. And, and, and I, I guess that's, um, a lot about what your, your kind of methodology and background has been around. Um, more specifically, my understanding is that you, you, over the years have developed a, an acronym, which is, um, DARE, so D-A-R-E. Um, so could you, could you explain more about that? Um, I, I don't know if an acronym is doing a disservice or whether it's a methodology. But could you give us some, some background on that and, and what the, you know, what impacts that has and the importance that has on, on, on teams being able to work together towards the same objective?
0: Yes. One of those things where you just kind of stumble upon it when you're writing things up on a, on a whiteboard and you realize, wow, the, the, the makeup of the team actually um, spells a word and uh so the focus here is demand so what are we doing to generate demand in the marketplace from maybe a one to many a one to one uh leveraging channel partners so demand is the first uh first letter and then in the middle um we have acquisition and if we're not if we're not acquiring customers uh we're not going to be in business very long uh any business out there unless you're going down the constantly funded route. Um, and even then, in order to get funding, you need to be able to demonstrate an ability to acquire uh, acquire customers. So uh, demand is the first category. Acquisition is where money comes into the organization. And then we move into retention and expansion. So how do we, how do we make sure that we keep those customers that we bring on board? And one way that I found... Throughout my career to keep customers is to have them expand, and uh, it's rare that an organization that you're working with uh, churns if you're expanding the things that you're doing inside the organization whether that's delivering additional products and services inside the organization or increasing the scope of the audience that you're um, reaching out to and I was on uh, a video conversation with a member of the team and as we're where these are three buckets that we've been focused on for years, the acronym just kind of popped out. So we started saying, okay, how, how do we make this a little bit more simple? How does it become more clear across the organization what we're doing? And there's where the uh, the dare to expand and grow um, uh, came from. So demand, acquisition, retention, and expansion. Traditionally speaking, a lot of organizations would look at this as marketing, sales, and success or account management. Um, there's a lot of uh, bias that comes with some of those words and some misalignment that comes with some of those words. So we've been very deliberate or I've been very deliberate in, uh, focusing on demand, acquisition, retention, and expansion.
1: Okay. Okay, cool. And, and you mentioned about those three, um, those three teams, three departments working, working typically in, as part of that process to sales, with marketing and, um, customer success or operations or account management, whatever it's called in, in a given organization. But in terms of getting those teams to, to buy into a goal, work together, how, I mean, how do you, where do you start with that?
0: I think the the first place to start is clarity around what it, what it is that we're trying to do and why we're trying to do it. And then who, We're trying to do it for, and that's more on the business side. So, what do we do? Why do we do it? Who do we impact? And then flipping that lens around and looking at it from a customer's perspective: what problems do they have? Who cares about those problems, and why do folks care about those problems? If we understand the the who, what, and why from both perspectives, we can then start to identify patterns inside there and see where those dots start to connect if we can connect those dots we can create better alignment between inside our organization and the interactions that we have with customers and ultimately reduce friction as we look at ways to help solve those problems inside organizations and ultimately grow so that's that's one perspective what why who or what who why depending on which which uh which lens we're looking through the other side i think is really important a common mistake that organizations make is we tend to overcomplicate a lot of the work that we do we come up with our own jargon we have our own um, uh, set of processes we try to apply those processes both across the business inside the organization across teams and over to our customers and we forget that there's multiple perspectives that we're looking at here, and those perspectives are the customer, what they're going through, the business, what the business is doing, whether it's from a, a forecasting perspective or just a general execution perspective, and then the rep, the the person who's actually engaged with the organization day to day. So if we can simplify, if we if we can be clear about our perspective, which lens we're looking at the problem through, um, we can be clear about our perspective around, uh, the area of focus inside the business. And then we can simplify the tools and processes we apply. We can create better alignment across all of those teams and more consistency rather than talking past each other, where in one instance we're calling something, um, and I'm struggling to find a word here, but in one inst- area, I might be calling this a marker that I'm holding in my hand uh, an expo marker or a dry erase marker. And then in another instance, I'm, someone's calling it a pen uh, for a whiteboard. And then in another instance, somebody's calling it um, uh, something to write with. Uh, okay. We are talking about the same thing, but we're talking past each other. We're creating confusion, we're creating a misalignment that creates potential friction and creates some challenges inside the organization. It's about understanding perspective applying tools and really working to keep things simple.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's very interesting. And, um, and, I, and I think the, the point you mentioned there around simplicity, just not overcomplicating things, using simple language, using consistent language with, within your business and, and with your customers is really important. We, we see it in our business. We're a service business. We, we are in the business of supporting our customers to generate opportunity, uh, opportunity pipeline, revenue. But it's super important at the outset that we all have a clear, clear understanding, and we're we're singing from the same hinge sheet as to what is an opportunity, what how, how do you define a pipeline opportunity? How do you define well revenue is a fairly straightforward one, but you know what what is what what does a first meeting look like? Because you know, we could get three months into an engagement and think we're doing a great job, but our customer has a very different perception as to as to how successful our our program is, if if we don't have that alignment, and and that's one of the things I'm often asked in our sales processes by, by customers, and it's a good question, you know, in programs that are unsuccessful, where where does it go wrong? And one of the th- first or the first thing I always say is lack of clarity or, or 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 disconnect around the language we're using and what the expectations are and and what both parties see as a as a successful outcome. Um, in in your view. To, to, to get teams to work in alignment, um, do you feel that, that, that as, as a CRO, let's say, because in a, in a lot of businesses, CROs have responsibility for sales, marketing, account management, customer success, I mean, in some instances, pre-sales as well, right? They can have oversight over all facets. Other businesses, you've got a VP sales, you've got a CMO, you've got a VP of customer success. In, in, in your view and in your experience, where where do you see it being? Is it is it as black and white as saying, well, if you've got a CRO, let's say that oversees all functions, it's easier to get alignment than if you have VPs for different for different functions, or is it more a case of getting you know the right tools in place, the right language, the right processes, and actually it doesn't matter how you structure your business? Yeah,
0: uh, um, I think it's it's a tough question um, because there are organizations who will. Um, not who will use a structure different than the structure that we use at CybeSafe and they will create a high level of alignment because they pulled together the right people on the bus. They've got the bus going in the right direction and everybody knows that they're actually on a bus. Sometimes people wonder if they're on a bus or are they on an airplane? And in those instances, you can create a high level of alignment where you have high performing teams working really well together in, uh, um another way that you can do it is you can build the team together from the beginning. And whether one way is better than the other, I am I, sure there are more opinions than there are people out there who do this stuff that would be able to say, this is why you should do it this way, or this is why you should do it that way. Inside our organization, we chose uh, to go the route of let's bring everything into the, the revenue umbrella or underneath this revenue umbrella. Because it's really important for us to be able to support customers from the point where they don't even know that we exist to the point where they are so excited and they're gonna shout from the rooftops that this is the most amazing solution in the entire world and it's helped us solve problems. And if we're all part of the same team that they're working with throughout that process, we should reduce friction around some of the conversion points that happen when they move from prospect to customer to growing customer, because the people inside the organization that they're inter- interacting with may change, will change, likely change as we continue to specialize. The thing that doesn't change is the brand that they're working with, the technology that they're working with, the tools that they're working with on our end. And the other thing that doesn't change is them. They're still the same company. Now, even on their side, the people might change a little bit, but we've gone this route because we want to create a uh, an experience that allows for High level of alignment, reduced ambiguity across the entire across the entire team. Could we have done it another way? Absolutely. Might we do it another way as we go forward? Sure. Um, yeah, there there are number of, number of different ways to um, uh, this get, get me in trouble with Peta. But there's a number of different ways to skin a cat. Um, there, as we go through this, we'll figure out the best way and the right way. And this is the direction that we've chosen uh, at the moment. Uh, as we focus on the revenue side of the organization and then communicate with the rest of the organization. So this is where it's not only alignment across our team, it's alignment across the organization, alignment across the customer base. And then ideally seeing all of those pieces kind of come together. So you can do it either. You could do it either way. This is the way that we chose to go. Okay.
1: Okay. And, and, you see, we spoke a bit about the where, you know, how, where to start when it, when it comes to trying to drive alignment between different teams. And, and you spoke um, about the fact in your business, you brought it under that revenue umbrella, which, which if, if I'm honest, I'm seeing happen more and more. You know, CRO as a job title was just a few years ago, just not around. It was BP sales, CMO. More and more often now, the, there's some kind of dotted line between from marketing into, into revenue. Um, and yeah, I'm absolutely seeing that. And And you know you're seeing more and more phrases growth and revenue as well and 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 so it's it's constantly evolving um spectrum i guess um but it, on the other side of the fence, if we look at the the less positive side of things in in your experience, where does alignment typically actually fail to happen
0: yeah i think the 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 biggest challenge with alignment is when people um start operating from the perspective of driving their own personal agendas mm-hmm. so you know, you can get in one of those instances where you talk about the organizations being separate and I was, uh, inside one of those organizations a number of years back, we actually had a marketing team that had goals that, uh, did not align with what we were doing from a B2B sales side of things. They had, a, they had B2C objectives, um, individual consumer objectives. So, given that there, they had individual consumer objectives, how much time do you think was applied to the B2B side of the equation? Now, the B2B side of the equation was the side that was growing, uh, growing quickly uh, inside the organization. We felt, in that operating environment, unsupported. And yeah, here I am a sales guy whining about not getting support from marketing team, but that's where you run into some, you run into some challenges inside organizations is if you have goals and objectives inside the organization that are not aligned with each other. Um, Whereas if you can shift that and you can, everybody can kind of see how we're working toward the primary aim. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, earlier, reducing ambiguity as it relates to human cyber risk. That's an objective for the organization. We're all aligned in that. We have different ways that we go about doing it. Uh, So, um, yeah, where it goes bad is when, whether it's individuals or teams inside organizations, allow their own agenda to get in front of the objectives of uh, the business. And when those agendas are misaligned with each other, meaning uh, someone has goals that... Do not necessarily align with the uh, with uh, other goals inside the team. So, agenda is a big one. The other one that I think is uh, really important. And we talked a little bit about this, but it's language, it's vocabulary. How can we use a consistent vocabulary, especially as we work across multiple countries and multiple cultures? you know i one of the challenges i run into is i use football uh um analogies well i use american football analogies not british premier football yeah, analogies yeah. and then i start using words like soccer and people roll their eyes so there's a there's a gap that you have from a language perspective that's another area where we can create uh a misalignment and some confusion now those are a little bit easier to overcome and once you overcome them things start to accelerate but i think it's a, it's personal agendas Team agendas and vocabulary create a lot of challenge uh, in alignment and that ultimately will create more friction inside the business and it'll start to slow down growth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a very tactical example of that in terms of that misalignment and, and you know, your example around marketing being more driven by B2C sales, more having success on the B2B side. I mean, you see it, you see it all the time in organizations where marketing may be compensated and focused Focused on either an MQL, as in you know a marketing lead, or based on um, you know impressions, or based on whatever, it but something really at the top of the funnel, where sales and uh, and and the whole business care about revenue and, and even pipeline, right? Um, thankfully, I, I'm seeing more and more organisations focus marketing on on a pipeline number or a revenue number, which is which is a much more meaningful metric to track. But, but, but we still see it, right, where marketing teams want to go to trade shows because they know that they're going to get 1,000 leads from that trade show or they want to run a webinar because they know that they're going to get 1,000 leads from that webinar. But in reality, are half those people sat in their bedrooms and you know just, just wanting to know more about the solution. So it's, um, they're, they're, historically, there has been a massive disconnect, I think, in how marketing has been focused and sales have been focused. Thankfully, it seems to be, be reducing. One of the reasons for that historically, I think, has been around compensation, um, which is probably the biggest biggest driver in a lot of instances. How can people selfishly earn more money? And so when you spoke about that misalignment there, who who do you think is to blame for that? Do you do you feel that, it, you know, let's say you've got a marketing leader and a sales leader in an organization and the CEO or the CFO at the top have been responsible for putting together a compensation plan. Do, do you feel it's as simple as saying, well... You put together the wrong commission plan guys, and that's driven the wrong behavior, or do you think that there's a little bit more um, complexity to it than that?
0: Yeah, I think there's a little bit more complexity to it I, these are These are leadership problems inside organizations, and we create them as leaders inside organizations. Uh, the reason we create them is because of a lack of clarity um, uh, lack of clarity and lack of focus, and helping, helping people inside the team maintain a level of focus. And that, to me, comes down to uh, decision-making. So when uh, a choice comes up, when something new and shiny comes up in front, do I start working on that new and shiny thing, or do I pause before I start working on it and say, how does this actually align with the thing my ultimate aim within the organization? And if it doesn't align within my ultimate aim inside the organization, should I really do it? Well, if it can help drive the broader objective, maybe I should, or maybe I should, maybe maybe I should do it in, at some point in the future. If it um, doesn't align with the ultimate objective, then I absolutely shouldn't do it. I should put it off to the side and maybe we have a, a conversation around it. But I think this is, a, it's a leadership challenge inside organizations where um, leaders get distracted by, The thing that's happening inside the market. So uh, a lot of it comes into the, we need to do this. So we need to do X, Y, or Z, whatever, whatever this. we need to do more events. We need to spend more on ads. We need to, well, I think as leaders inside the organization, we've got to ask the question, why, why do we need to do it? What's the actual impact? Going to be inside the organization. How will that connect directly to the things we're trying to drive? Whether it's reducing ambiguity or driving revenue, if it's if it's doesn't align with each of the either of those things, do we really need to do it, or is it some shiny thing that we're bringing into the organization just because we saw somebody else do it because they've decided to go down this down this path? So um, I think it's this is a leadership challenge that gets created inside organizations. A lot of times it's driven by. Um, uh, lack of alignment across objectives inside the organization. Sometimes it's driven by a lack in confidence, fear that, hey, if we're not doing those things, we're going to be left behind. So we need to start doing those things. Um, And this is why it's really important to have strong leadership teams inside the organization who can push back on ideas and concepts before we start implementing those ideas and concepts so i think it's a leader i think it's a leadership challenge i don't necessarily believe that it's a comp plan challenge but it depends on how your comp plans are created if your comp plans are created and they're driving behavior that doesn't align with the objectives of the business then you have to revisit those comp plans Um, uh, because a lot can happen uh, with comp plan creation comp plan design comp plan analysis and you can drive some behavior that really doesn't have a positive impact on the business. So I bring it back to the leadership, uh, a leadership challenge inside the organization and our capacity for liking to follow, uh, see shiny things and say, Hey, that sounds cool. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, what do you, what do you think?
1: So what, what I think is, um, so if I bring it back to our business, I, I uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple of things. I think the first thing is similar to what you said, not, not, kind of getting distracted by the new or the shiny toy that comes along um, in in the short term, which it inevitably does. I mean, I'm more on the sales side of our business, but then looking at, looking at marketing, right? It's marketers historically like new, they like disruptive, they like shiny stuff. They like to try things out and they have a budget where they can often do it. So, um, so, so I think it's easier perhaps for marketing to get distracted at times than it is for sales. Um, I, I think in businesses, more and more, again, something that's becoming more and more prevalent is having is having frameworks to manage the whole business and ensure everyone's moving in the right direction. So, for example, in our business, we use uh, the OKR framework, which was the, d- developed by um, I think John Doer. John Doer, poor pronunciation, probably, but he released a book, "Measure What Matters." Early investor in Intel and Google, and and a lot of these large technology companies are running their business on it. And by us having an overarching objective on a quarterly or annual basis, and then having three or four key results that contribute to that overall goal or, or you know, impact to that overall goal that we can measure and track and, and focus on, I think that's the key. And, and actually, results typically follow. Um, so you know, our North Star might be in our business, right? We want to be the best demand generation company for software companies. But what, what what are the three or four metrics it can measure that, that can contribute toward, towards that? Revenue is one of them, you know, maybe number of enterprise customers is another, but it's, but, but but the alignment probably come from what your North star is and then how you set up those key results for the different departments. And and to your point, I think that's bigger than comp plans, right? I think uh, the comp plan should be relatively easy to actually put together off the back of having properly structured, um, you know goals and and focuses for, for for the business and each team within the business um so i, I i'm i'm on the same page uh, as you um just of, i guess this is probably the the final point for us to touch on here which is um you know how how and maybe you can touch on it within your business or give some examples but how would you go about measuring alignment
0: that is you know i think it's when you ask questions i don't know that i don't know that you can measure alignment in something like a crm um maybe you can uh uh maybe there's a way to do it because the you, things are improving from a speed perspective that might be an output or the impact of alignment um, um you can survey data uh you can use surveys as a way to as a way to gather information and start to look at specific indicators uh, are we um do we um use the same language when describing the problem that exists out there do we uh use the same language when describing why um customers elect to do business with us do we use the same language when talking about why customers aren't the right fit or why they might not do business with us um so some survey data uh which ends up being a bit uh you know qualitative um yeah i, I think the i think survey data would help I think getting out there and having conversations with people about, uh, do they enjoy the work that they're doing? Do they feel like they're having an impact on the business? Do they feel like they're having an impact on, on the companies that they work with? If they don't feel like they have that impact, then you probably are misaligned someplace. You either have the wrong people in the wrong in the wrong place, or you're not clear about what kind of impact that we're having. Uh, but I I think the measurement is I don't know if you can measure it in a place where you'd be able to say Look at a dashboard, and the dashboard would show some um, key result that indicates uh, a specific alignment. I think it's a it's it's kind of like culture. It's the it's this. This um, these indicators that you have inside the organization that there um, are things that are coming together and not completely disconnected. So I don't I don't know if as I'm going through and giving a really bad answer to this, I'm realizing that I don't know that you can measure it in tr- with traditional measurements. You actually have to go back out and do a lot of the things that many of us are struggling with over the last twelve months or so you've got to get into this management by walking around or by wandering around you've got to go and engage with your team and your people and start to see hey are we excited are our is our internal um, our employee net promoter score high or is it low if our ENPS is low why is it low is it low because there's a lack of alignment inside the organization maybe that's an indicator of, uh, of alignment inside the business um, great question I I'm, I'm gonna have to think about it Dan, how, how, how about you? Do you have any, anything come to mind? How, how can I get better at measuring alignment? You
1: know, I'm not sure you can, uh, I, I guess it's a bit of a, uh, I'm not sure it's the best question in the world. Obviously, we want to measure everything, but I'm not sure um, as, as we're speaking here, you can, you can measure it, right? I think there's, there's certain things in business which aren't necessarily measurable. They're probably more so a feeling. And, yeah. and um, you know, there's probably other elements to your point which you can measure, that kind of give the feeling that, that the teams are aligned and that we're going in the right direction. And maybe that's having that North Star, knowing exactly where you want to go as a business, are the, are the other, you know, leading and lagging indicators surrounding that North Star going in the right direction? And if so, that's probably a good indication that the teams are aligned. Um, I also think there's, uh, there's an element of, to, to, to your point, around, you know, employee satisfaction, employee culture, lack of churn in the business probably a pretty good indication that teams are aligned teams are enjoying their work teams are being productive um but 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 yeah i think you're right i don't i don't know that there is a a tool set or a metric out there suggested for uh but for alignment within business And, and maybe we need to try and do some research around that and i'll get back to you on it um Okay, so uh, anyway, Mike. So we're we're kind of moving towards the end of our conversation here. Um, really enjoyed it. Actually, it's been uh, been been great to chat to you. Um, I'm sure there's going to be other people that want to know more about this. So if that is indeed the case, uh, how how do you suggest they get in touch with you or indeed your company?
0: So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Mike Simmons on LinkedIn. If you just do a search for Mike Simmons and CybeSafe, you'll you'll see me there. Uh, happy to connect with folks uh, on LinkedIn. Best place to go is cybsafe.com. That's C-Y-B-S-A-F-E.com. and those are the two two great places to uh, connect with us. There's a live chat on the Cybsafe site uh, that you can that you can uh, that you can click on as well.
1: Okay, great, wonderful. Well, uh, thanks again, Mike. Uh, great speaking to you. Thanks. Uh, so, Mike is in Phoenix in Arizona, so I'm I'm in the UK. So it's 1.41 here and 5.41 a.m. Mike's time. So that very early. So thanks for getting up early and, and speaking to us and uh, have a great rest of the day.
0: Dan, it's been awesome. Thank you. Cheers, Mike. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.